Jensen Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, reminding you that, yes, the fun may be over for the Heels, maybe the Wolf Pack, also the Duke Blue Devils, just to get a reference for Fiddy in there, but the tournament continues on with the Sweet 16 this Thursday night at the Carolina Alehouse Waverly location. Stop by, load up for the games with Wes and Walker starting at 7 p.m. Watch all of the action on the dozens of big screen high D TVs. And speaking of TVs, you can sign up for a chance to win a 75-incher high definition television courtesy of the fine folks at planet kia y'all i know what y'all are doing planet kia and planet nc.com <laughs> fitty you are the worst that's this thursday night at the carolina alehouse waverly location with weston walker the very best in fresh food fine drink and great company beginning at 7 p.m again brought to you by the carolina alehouse planet kia and sports radio 927 wfnz so we bring in a guest somebody that is a friend of mine for quite some time and as soon as i say anything remotely uh, maybe on the erotic scale, you guys can't behave yourselves, and Ooh, this is why I, we can't. Have, I was just laughing. I, I don't know laughing. what you're talking about. I'm trying to be professional. Go I was through just a laughing because I looked wait, at Fidia, and he made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Why, are you, why are you getting on them? Why are you getting on them? Oh, I heard you laughing too, yeah. but I hope that I feel like this invited you. And nobody would know it unless you called it out. Well, because y'all were laughing. No, we heard you, Wes. Your mic is. But on. they don't know what I could be laughing at. I could be looking at my phone. I could be doing. We could have been sharing a joke or something like that. Why are you getting? I like to play off people's ignorance all the time. I might do stuff. <laughs> and I know you don't know what I'm doing, even though you're probably right in yeah. assuming it, no, but I'm, I just continue to play right. off your ignorance. I'm definitely right. That is the voice. <laughs> not only is that Wes Bryan or Josh Fitty Marlowe, you do hear the voice of one Nada Edwards, my old co-host on the Lockdown Hornets pod, but he moved on. He decided to do better things. He is now the producer of the Ion College Basketball Podcast. You can find him on Twitter, at Nada the Scribe. Odds are that he probably has made fun of a take that you put out there on Twitter. At not of the scribe, 100%. That is a fact. Wait, wait, hold on. And now on, he's joining us on, in the Planet Kia NC.com why studio. Are you, why, why are you poisoning the well? I've been here for five minutes total, and you're already poisoning the well like I've done something bad. I haven't even gotten to my usual shenanigans, and here you go. Well, I want to I want to experience some shenanigans with everyone, because yeah. when Nada was about to come into the studio, I was trying to think of some of the fun we could have, and one thing that me and Nada have not talked enough about oh, no. are some of the weird jobs that he has worked, and there's one in particular, oh, and no. as soon as I thought about that, I thought we could all join this conversation, yeah. especially with Wes who has stories from his cell phone sales days that he can't really share on air, but you said that you've done a lot of different weird <laughs> jobs. So let's send it to the text line to 704-570-9610. I want to hear some of the weird jobs that you have worked in your life, and we will start with Nada coming in with the one you know I want to hear about. You just want to hear about the ice sculpture delivery. That's what I want like, to hear. Like, How it. weird, like an ice sculpture delivery guy. That is amazing, Nada. There are people that are listening that probably know, oh, I know that voice. He put together my engagement stat sculpture i'm i'm not i wish i was kidding so they required assembly yes they do that's a, that's the crazy part you would think that it wouldn't require assembly it'd be all one piece no there's like multiple pieces at multiple times seriously shout out to nate from i want to hit it <laughs> well let's see where do you want to start Wes? Which well, well i'm saying like just... okay ice sculpture i'm thinking if it comes in pieces yeah like are you stacking them or, or putting them together and then i guess they I'm you just trying to think how they the glue. You use what you, you got to think about it. Oh, like, this is fascinating. Warm water is like glue, so it'll stick to anything. So let's say you have like a normal pedestal or something like that, yeah. and you want to put a fancy ornate ring on top of it to say, "Hey, I just got engaged." 
All you got to do to make it attach is water. I want to uh, know what kind of clientele you had. Like, who are the what, people what, with Skrilla? Wait, wait, what is on. the stereotype of the Big people Skrilla. that are ordering? Yes, that are ordering ice sculptures. Look, the statute of limitations isn't like completely up on some of the stories. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. I would say this. Okay. They have a lot more money than you and I, mm-hmm. and they could buy my career if they wanted to. Is there That's ever open. is there ever a moment that you would try to go? Oh, you know what? I could use an ice sculpture for this event. I mean, the wedding is the only Party. thing I can think of. Parties. Big if old I, parties, yeah. man. Parties. If um, I ever did, it would it would come with the self-awareness to know that I'm really being extra. It would like, be. I'm like, yo, I'm doing this. Basically, you stun. Hugely, hugely extra. What are some of the weird jobs? Does it top delivering ice sculptures? And if so, no, what I jobs don't think so. Because have? I had another question for him about that was... How careful did you have to drive, like, when they packaged it up? How careful did you have to drive with that in the car? Or what did they package it in a way that it could take a little bit of, uh, you know, if you hit some bumps or stuff like that? Oh, no. You, you have a whole bunch of, like, you have a van. Shocks are, like, amazing. The shocks are amazing <laughs> to it. You have sleeping bags, everything with this. And, unfortunately, like, you kind of have to be careful when you're, like, lifting it. The only time I ever broke anything oh. was a liquor luge, and this was, I want to say, 2017. And I maybe had a centimeter of, like, space, and I just dropped it. Things split in half. <laughs> oh, no. So what happens? They take it out of your check? Well, depends. Can you put it back together and make sure that no one knows hey, the difference? How much was it worth? Those things, the liquor luges that are, like, 350 a pop. Like, and that's the big thing. Like, there was another time where we put together something like a Gatsby-like sculpture for like a prom. Like, it was a great Gatsby-themed prom, and it's thousands of dollars. Okay, wow. but but I like that, Wes. I, you know, what's funny too? Like, we've talked a lot of about a bunch of different topics. Uh-huh. I think like top five topic Wes has been most interested <laughs> in was just that right there. Yeah. Like just firing, bang bang. Here's another. Because I've done deliveries before, and yeah. I just wonder, like, you know, when you have an ice sculpture, mm-hmm. how careful yeah. that must be. AR wrote in on the text line, the Garage Door Guru text line, Babies R Us is someplace he worked when he was just 19 oh, no. years old oh, no. and a college student. He said it was really awkward. Yeah, that would be awkward. Babies R Us is a great one to lead us off on the text line. <laughs> Which one do you have? What's the I, weirdest um, one you've had? Oh, the weirdest. I mean, I've done valet trash. Uh, I did construction for a little bit, like a few months. Um, what was construction I, like for you? I wanted Wes I on a cons- for good year. Yeah, huh? Wes, Wes working in construction that makes me laugh. It was a bit, it was a bit dainty in a way because the company <laughs> we worked for, a lot of Wake Forest players would go work for them in the summer, so we we kind of had work that was optional. Mm-hmm. Like if we did something that was heights or something that we weren't comfortable with, we could be like, nah, I don't want to do that. Like mostly, I was just a laborer. I cleaned up stuff. Stuff like that. So nothing too, nothing too. So valet trash, construction, selling phones. Is that is that the list that we have from West Bryant? Yes. uh, After getting and delivering tires for good year. Okay, there you go. What was the worst? Oh, and I did delivery a little bit for um, Instacart for like a month, month and a half. Okay. What was the worst one of all the jobs (laughs) that you talked about? Valet trash. You hated it. Well, yeah. I mean, I it's didn't trash. Of course, I mean, you're gonna hate it. I figured. I just didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for one, I used it as a workout, especially in the summer, because it was a pretty big apartment complex. We're talking three level joints going up the stairs. Oh yeah. So I used it as a workout mm-hmm. as well, because especially in the summer. But then in the winter, it was sucked because it was cold. And then don't let it be a cold, wet night where it's raining. 
Uh, you might have a, a big bag of cat litter that busts. Uh, you have to sweep it up. Um, Shout you know. out to the people dealing with trash, man. <laughs> Listen, especially in the summer, you talking or, about ninety degree yeah. heat and and the smell. No, yeah, or move no. in uh, when people would move in and out. That was awful. I'm sure people could audibly hear me say stuff sometimes when I came up the stairs because I would have my headphones on and listening to stuff, and they might hear me say, "Oh, oh, hell no!" Or like when I <laughs> yeah. come up and look at their door, because I mean they might have stacks and stacks of boxes, five, six bags of trash. But the thing that killed me the most was people just. On a regular day, like certain doors I would go to pretty much every Monday after the weekend was over, and they have six, seven bags of trash. I'm like, what are y'all doing <laughs> that you have this much trash on a regular basis? So, uh, yeah, that was... Th- those are some. We Wait, have... Go ahead, I, got, I had a question for Wes, because yeah. I need to know what the playlist was for this garbage, because you got your <laughs> headphones on and everything. What's the playlist to get you through that day? And depending on whatever the, if there was a hot album out that I was listening to that day or just whatever my current, I mean, it could be a lot of different stuff. It just depends on my mood like any day. It could be 80s. It could be rock. It could be my workout playlist. It could be, it could be a lot this of dude different dude was listening stuff. to Put On before every single day. <laughs> yeah, man. Real for sure. Coming but, out of yeah, the Yeah, that job room. served a purpose, but it was definitely humbling. <laughs> Uh, to say that. Gary from Texas wrote in Nada with a whole bunch of exclamation points. Excited to hear from you. We also said two odd jobs. Campground with a water slide into a lake. That would be pretty odd. And they said a machine shop in the summer while I was in college. So those are a couple ones. And then last but not least, 336 number wrote in a sign flipper for Pizza Hut in mm. college. Oh, the sign flippers have a skill that I honestly oh, yeah. want, even if I don't want to be a sign flipper. But the skill is incredible. No, no, no. They got one to. Like, you got, you got yeah. to want to be out Those there. Those guys want that job, man. Especially the Liberty Tax folk. Shout out to you guys. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. And cell phone sales shops. Like, Wes, did they ever try to put you out there flipping the side? No, because- no, no. We weren't that kind. They, they had us. The thing I hated about that job was they wanted us to wear suits because they wanted us to differentiate ourselves from the uh, corporate Verizon where they wore the polos and stuff. So they wanted us to wear suits every day. Glad to do that. You did can you also because you're not a suit yeah, guy, really. Yeah, I did, I did not like wearing a suit every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, you got to it too. I was a um, teacher's assistant, and I did. Uh, I was a YMCA camp counselor. All right, yeah, too. go ahead, Fiddy. I see the stank face. Go ahead. Were you a teacher's assistant because you were there to assist the kids, or you were there to try to hit on the teacher? Because that's <laughs> that's why I would be a teacher's assistant. No, I had to work with uh, what they what they called uh, the special needs kids, uh, but really they were bad as hell. So now they wanted me to keep the class in order. Now I feel like a bad guy. No, 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 no. It wasn't like you think like kids with disabilities. Like they, some of them did have, uh, you know, mentally they they couldn't as learn as quick. But you know, these were also kids. You know, I had kids that were, you know getting into trouble a lot and things like that, so I had to keep things in order. So they had to bring in the former offensive the big black guy to keep things in order. I did uh, tell one kid one time, he was trying to lead a class, I had to keep him in the class, and he was looking like he wanted to fuck up at me, and I told him, I don't care about this job enough. I said, if you do something stupid, mm-hmm. you will get hurt. Um, Yeah, you were go- were you going Bernie Mac on him? The King <laughs> I had to put a kid up? over a desk one time. Goodness gracious, but you're so right about the big black guy that is there to yeah. make sure that he's yeah, in the disciplinary. Yeah, I had to put a kid over. This. How many elementary schools have the big black guy in order to take care of that? Because <laughs> yeah, this was this was now. this was high school. <laughs> yes. I was doing it at. I was doing it at uh, Malik. hundred percent. So wait, so wait, Wes, you were the basically the teacher's assistant for Dangerous Minds. That's what you're telling exactly, me. exactly. Now, if I had some of those kids, listen, 
I don't need the money that bad. I can find something else to do. <laughs> All right. Let's get to some of the other text on the Garage Door Guru text line on the other side of the break. And I guess we should talk about some college basketball. That's the thing I knew was going to happen. We bring Nada in, and then we're going to go completely off track. Oh, don't you dare blame me. Yeah, that's the show, too. You're right. I'm trying to blame Nada for a whole lot of other stuff. Nada Edwards, Ion College Basketball Podcast Producer in the Planet Kia Studios. We are off and rolling. We'll talk about the Carolina transfers, the NCAA tournament in general. ACC coaches, what kind of reputation they got right now. It's all still to come. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. with Nada Edwards joining us in the Planet Kia NC.com studios. Got off the rails pretty quickly going to the text line. I did want to go to this one, though, because 828, he said, in college, I worked at Subway and put on the giant blow-up sub outfit. <laughs> Easy money in 1997. That's my favorite one so far. Putting on the giant blow-up sub outfit. To you didn't give us any of yours. Well, I didn't. Honestly, man, you know, it's going to it's going to reek of privilege. It's gonna reek of privilege. That's just uh, doesn't no I no. Know. We're not gonna no. We're not gonna couch this in anything other than you know what? Yeah. We just ran out of time. Which uh, again, funny. You control that. Yeah. Oh, isn't that? That's 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 well, crazy. Here. Yeah, we go. Uh, that's kind of crazy. Here. Anyway, some college basketball conversation we would have. No, I didn't really have anything crazy, man. The only thing is, I did get turned down. Because my mom wanted me to get a job one time, mm-hmm. and she forced me. This was the last of my options. It just is not a good fit, and I you will see immediately as soon as I reveal the place. Tractor Supply was hiring. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a job you fall asleep like every day. Tra- tractor Supply was hiring, and apparently, as soon as I went in there to get an application, they could see the lack of enthusiasm on my face. And so <laughs> let's just say I did not get the job. And mom, yeah. and mom was like, "What? wait. It seems like they you didn't have the enthusiasm, and so she was she was mad at me. But yeah, that's just not anything that I was Vinny, really did excited you have about. One? Uh, no, I mean I worked you know fast food then construction. I mean I've done some weird stuff in construction. Like I was doing commercial HVAC in Disney Springs. We were putting in some type of equipment. And I actually took a nap in this like tightly compacted area. I was supposed to be sealing the duct we were installing. And I took a nap because we had to get up at two in the morning to go to work. But no, I'm I'm never doing anything crazy Where's because Disney I'm, Springs is that in North Carolina? No, it's in Disney World. Okay, okay, I got you. <laughs> I didn't know you were in Florida doing work <laughs> yeah, like I had that. Yeah, travel man. Because I was about to say, if he says this place is in North Carolina, I'm looking it up immediately. <laughs> yeah, Disney Springs. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. All right, this is the last one that we got to move on. But I can't imagine Disney Springs looks a whole lot like this place. 704 was involved with property management. They said, I worked for a property management company in Charlotte, and I had a gun pulled on me when I was sent to an eviction. Westwood like that. Off Lawyers Road. (laughs) Don't want to go 
only women. Um, <laughs> probably. Listen, is the statute of limitations up on this? Because I'm not sure I'd be sharing this. That's cra- that's. Hey, we didn't we didn't reveal the person. So as long as we don't do that, yeah, but, but very the guy good. may know. The guy that pulled the gun may know who exactly he's talking about. All right, so we'll just move on because there's a lot of bad things happening. Let's get to oh. North Carolina <laughs> losing some players in the transfer portal. Nada, you told me you were listening to our conversation about Puff Johnson being the latest Tar Heel to enter the portal. What is your biggest takeaway from what's happened so far and possibly what's to come? Because there's a lot of different angles you can take with this. Hubert's basically doing what he's supposed to be doing is flushing every negative thing pretty much out of the program for right now. Because for me, if I'm Hubert Davis, I'm getting guys that can essentially be contributors and make sure that I'm not having to rely on an iron five, iron six, iron seven. You have to get at least eight, nine guys, maybe even 10 for at least the start of the season. Once you figure out your eight, nine guys, start with that to go February to through basically the tournament. Hubert Davis needs to make sure that he's not retired just like Roy was with this class. And granted, some of these guys are not of like the non-essential guys for right now. But what I do wonder is, is Caleb Love following or and is an Armando Baycott and probably he should be following those guys out the door at this point, because if you're Hubert, you have one chance to get this right. Cause if not the cries for Stackhouse, the cries for West Miller, they're only going to get louder at this point. Well, and that, but that's my point. That's what I'm interested in exploring because I, I think you brought this up with us when you were on with us a couple of weeks ago, discussing how the North Carolina season came to an end and how Hubert Davis needs to have his fingerprints all over this, right? Maybe in style of play he does with big shooting threes, the transfer portal, we get all that, but you're still talking about a core that was recruited by Roy. Not a, he got to get there though, man. Yeah. he's got you, you know what I'm saying? Like if we're going to talk about him recruiting his guys and this being truly the team and the program that he is starting to build, if he goes to the NIT, doing it this way where Armando doesn't come back, RJ doesn't come back, yeah. Caleb, mm-hmm. I mean, at what point do you try to hold on to a little bit just to get you to a place where you're allowed to build what you're supposed to? I partially agree with you, and this is part of my thing with the NIT. If you're not going to say, if you're going to say, I'm not going to play, I'm going to focus, I'm going to focus all my energies on getting this roster right, then a guy like JJ Starling should not get past you a former five-star that went directly from Notre Dame to Syracuse, do not pass go, do not collect $200. That's the kind of guy that a five-star that you're supposed to be going to get on the transfer on the transfer market. At this point, Hubert's got to get those guys. And I do think that a lot of this is too early before we really figure this out, but he's got to start getting some of these guys because like me and you've had these conversations before, Walker. At some point, I would have just flushed everybody. I would have told... Caleb Love, I would have given him Caleb Love the Uncle Phil treatment. I would have, <laughs> Jesse Jeff. I would have gone that way. I would have done the same thing with Armando because at this point, you need a big that can move his feet laterally. And unfortunately, when you talk about an Armando Baycott, he's good on one end. But when you talk about the other end, when you talk about getting involved in pick and roll on defense, that's the kind of guy that's going to be the mark in every single ACC league game because every guard can basically run the pick and roll in this in this conference at some point you're going to need a big to counter that and that's what made duke ironically so special is you had a big that could move their feet not a i ask you too this year in the acc we didn't have the tremendous star power and the dominant teams that we've had in the past so in talking about the tar heels is this 
an excellent time for them to rebuild that roster from the ground up, being that there is no dominant team. We know Duke has the five five stars coming in. We don't know who's going to come back from that crew. But other than that, when you look at the landscape of this league, there's no boogeyman, so to speak, and a bunch of dominant players. So is this like the best time for him to have to do this rebuild? Absolutely. I would also go one further with you, Wes. I would honestly tell you the way Duke does everything, because remember, the biggest acquisition that you can basically make the case that they made was Rachel Baker. She's the one that handles all the transfer portals. She handles all the NIL stuff. They ha- Duke has basically turned this into a professional development. Like, again, it's a professional college team at this point. With them. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about, so if you're talking about catching up to Duke, because I think Duke is so far ahead of most basketball programs in general, much less in the ACC. This is a good time to reevaluate how you do everything. Go talk about, let's do this NIL-wise. Let's go talk about how Preach. you recruit. Why are you shaking your hand Because at me? that's what I just asked y'all. You that's what about, I was saying. You said the bag. That's exactly what I was saying. You said the bag 14 different times But, that, but, but that's Puff what I said. Johnson. I said overall as far as putting your program in the mainstream, having a shtick, giving players the bag, having that NBA swag with your program. That's all the stuff I was saying. No, Keep look, going now. Look, look, well, let's talk <laughs> about let the, the man finish Well, it. let's talk about the NBA system here because Hubert Davis does want to try to run an NBA offense. Like that I get when you're talking about the bag as it pertains to Puff Johnson, that is the biggest point that we were discussing. But the Rachel Baker stuff, when you're talking about entering and handling the transfer portal, that stuff is mad interesting. That goes a layer beneath what we were discussing on the surface. And not a finish. Yeah. But like I would put it this way. (laughs) Like I get it from like there are certain traditions that unfortunately that you have to keep. And there are certain things like the way that the Carolina way is the Carolina way. And I understand that and I respect that. And I get it from just a bunch of different perspectives. Unfortunately, you have to worry about traditions becoming shackles and being a slave to the tradition that you have. And at some point, you're going to have to change it up because you don't want to be essentially that dinosaur looking up and seeing the meteor meteor coming. And with the way that college basketball is going, the way that this is all changing, you like this is going to be a thing going forward when we start talking about all of this. Do you foresee Duke as far as who do you think is going to go or leave out of that program and um, just how they'll be able to reload going forward? Or are are they just going to be a one-and-done program pretty much every year? I don't think they're going to be a one-and-done program because Shire has said as much. He said we need to get older. He said that two weeks before they went on their run. Like, I'm going to shift how I look at this. I'm going to go look into how the – I believe he was, like, worried about how networks – he was going to go get older. He was going to do all these things. He's already working. Like the recruiting stuff for them is already figured out. I don't expect anyone except Whitehead to go because I don't think Filipowski's done enough to where he's wow, solid. I'm surprised about that. I did think Filipowski yeah. would leave. I don't think Filipowski's leaving. I know Proctor's not leaving. At this point, Mitchell's not leaving. And then you have all those guys that can do all those different things. I'm kind of like. Duke is ahead of everybody, but that's only because they're going to be bringing back so much talent. Oh, if they bring those guys back, it's a wrap. Well, they're going to be. You said that about this year, and we missed the tournament. Yeah, it's a little different. They bring back a guy like a Filipowski, and they bring back Proctor that was playing as good as he played the end of the year. Then you bring in five five five-star freshmen. That's going to be. the The difference to me is the fact that. North Carolina, but you're right. Even even with them finishing somewhat strong, well, they they clearly finished the tournament strong outside the championship. Mm-hmm. But even at the end of the regular season, it's not like we thought North Carolina 
was flawless. I mean, they did lose, what was it, the first or second round against Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament. And so with Duke, they went on that run where they were they won 10 straight games, including the first round of the NCAA tournament. Duke did this past season. They won just 10 games to end before they eventually lost to Tennessee. And so I think that's the difference where, to me, you saw a typical program have the freshmen where they got better at the end. It's the John Calipari mantra, right? Hey, we're not going to be this team at the very be- end of the season as long as we improve how I think we're going to. Then that's what makes you comfortable about what the next season is going to be. And I feel like that is why Duke is so, uh, set up so well, especially if they bring back Filipowski and the way that Proctor played, because I could not be more impressed with what he did. Like Proctor, Proctor to me is one of, the, one of those guys that's probably going to get drafted twenty five anywhere from 25 to 40. And if you're going to be drafted 25 to 40 and we know that the next year's class isn't going to be nearly as good because they have Bronny James in the top 10. And I love Bronny James. I love LeBron James. He's not a top 10 pick. If that's going to be the case and you have guys like Filipowski that can probably be lottery picks next year, you have guys like Proctor that can probably be lottery picks. If you're going to change your money up that much more to where your second contract in the NBA is twice as lucrative as it would be if you left this year then there's no it doesn't make sense to go back especially with the way they run their nil stuff and that's why duke is so far ahead of everybody else in the country when it comes to that right now not edwards joining us in the planet kia studios and via i guess the body works plus guest hotline you can text us 704-570 fans in the back sick right now here that talk. 10 wes uh we talk about interrupting <laughs> Here, I'm trying to give the number, and Wes is throwing the number at me, bang, 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 and now he's interrupting, but that's okay. We can talk about North Carolina, and then also Nada going to Houston for the Final Four. How excited are you for that? Only because everything's so spread out in Houston, I'm not. <laughs> oh, even their airport is spread out. Yeah. I mean, I can't stand it. Like, look, I've, I've never traveled in Houston as far as going out to the city. I've never done it, but their airport is after Dulles for me. And maybe this is, I mean, I've flown quite a bit, but Dulles is the number one, can't stand it. I've had awful experiences every single time I've, thro- I've flown through there. But Houston is is the second worst to me. Yeah, like Houston, I'm not looking forward to it from that aspect, but from everything else, like I'm going to see Megan Thee Stallion live. <laughs> like, is that right? Yes. Yes. My, my son told me the traffic in Houston is bad. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it looks awful. Did he's you like see? 11 years old. What do you know about traffic? Yeah, he knows. When we well, sit there and we it. can't ride, he's like, this traffic sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get where he's going. The Houston traffic. And I have a very smart son. The, the Houston traffic. Well, especially with that photo that just went out there where you have all of the, the exits that are just on top of each other. Ooh. It's like it's like a cake where you have a whole bunch of... It's like a wedding cake of exits. It's not a lot that makes me mad at sitting in traffic. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the yeah. worst. I'm a former New Yorker. Yeah, I can't can't do it anymore. That's kind of why I came down here. What's the game you're most excited for this weekend and this week? Easily, 16? easily Gonzaga UCLA. That's a rematch. We remember the last time Jalen Suggs with the buzzer beater from half court. Like that's the game that you watch. How about that? Like that's the big thing about this. This this is a like despite the fact that. If you work in content like I do, most of the teams that everybody searches on are gone. Thank you, Upsets. Thank you, Fairly Dickinson. You ruined in my entire content plan. That said, <laughs> that said, I do like how we do have a little bit of blood, different blood. 11 different conferences are represented in the Sweet 16. And it turns out that, hey, sometimes the advanced metrics end up being right. This is going to be a lot of really, really good teams playing each other and I just honestly I can't wait I'm going to lose sleep but 
who know, who cares? How much do you enjoy upsets, man? I mean, are you a you who's know. ups? Who's who's doing the upset? That's I mean, when you have a weekend where a lot of teams go out and you're losing one seeds, two seeds, stuff like that, do you enjoy that? Do you like a Final Four with maybe even two teams that are like eight seeds or worse or something like that? The reason I, I will put it this way, Wes, I root for content. You know, that. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. again in the production business, you root for content. Yeah, you root for yeah. the best thing possible. I'm not the biggest fan of the upset. But I'm not going to sit there and pout and be like y'all are y'all are haters for enjoying the enjoying watching these one seeds go out like candy right now. I am much more of the if it makes sense, if it makes a good story, and if I can if I can package it into something, I love it. But for the most part, I'm gonna be real with you. Like I like the one seeds because that's why we watch. We watch for the history. We watch for the pageantry. Yeah. We watch for the last year's Carolina versus Duke for the first time ever in the Final Four. That's why we watch. We watch it for that, for the history, and we watch it for the love of the game. So if we're looking for the local content, then you might be pulling for the only ACC team left in the tournament with the Miami Hurricanes. Oh, you mean the best run program in the last two years? I mean, oh. it's been very good. It's been very good. Yes. Don't tell Walker. They tried to fire Laranega last week. That's You did what? <laughs> no, nothing of the sort. No, no. This hold, is the story. Let me, let me explain the story. <laughs> let me explain the story. Going into two seasons ago, mm-hmm. Jim Laranega had three seasons under 500. And then going into that fourth season, I was saying, look, if you have another year where it's underwhelming and you might even miss out on the NIT tournament, then you might have to look at firing Jim Laranega. And when I said it there, the, my, the previous stop, everybody was like, wait, Jim L? Because everybody loves him. And I agree. I love Jim Laranega too. But at the same time, you got four straight years under 500. I was just saying Miami might want to take a look at that. That was the only thing I talked Sir, about. Sir, you assume Miami cares about basketball like that. <laughs> Get him, Nada. I do. I do. Now, especially because of Laranega. Lar- we see this all the time. Coaches come in, and then they build a program, and then fans start to get a little bit twisted as to why they get there in the first football program place. right now. Well, that's true. But, yes, I, I mean, hey, and you're not going to have any quarrel with me as far as who's well run right now. Like, that Miami team is awesome, man. Like, even with Ormir coming back to have so many different playmakers, even in the ACC tournament, I know they lost to Duke, but they were still playing well. It was still close. And to watch guys like Isaiah Wong come up big in the last win that they had against Auburn and then, or excuse me, IU, and then have them continue to move on. Despite nearly getting taken out by Drake. You think they beat Houston this weekend? That's the question. Yes. Yes. Whoa. You got to move it on. I, they were the team, they were the ACC team I liked the most going into the tournament for their bracket because I kind of was worried about what Marcus, Marcus Sasser was going to look like. They have, I'm still wondering injury-wise what they're going to do in terms of management. Maybe Sasser and his groin injury get better. Maybe it's a, a bunch of other things, Jarris Walker stepping up. But they've, they've always felt like the team that I didn't feel greatest about in terms of a one seed. Now, I didn't foresee Purdue losing to having the worst game of their lives and losing to Fairleigh Dickinson. But I thought Houston was always going to be one of those one seeds that were going to get picked off. We have Nada Edwards in studio. Let's go to the second Fitty Flash of the day and then continue the college basketball conversation. Maybe we sprinkle a little Hornets in there as well and some Panthers. We can get to all of it. What you got for us, Fitty? Actually going to keep it on the college basketball talk because we got a college basketball expert. Actually, two of them in the room, myself and now Nada. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Not according to your bracket. You know, Rick Pitino, he's now officially the head coach at St. John's. He joked about wanting to take them to the Final Four so he could join Calipari to take three programs to the Final Four. 
Do you think that's a reasonable expectation for that program with Patino at the helm? No. It's St. It's, it's John's. It's not 1983 anymore. Wow. Like, I, I like Rick Patino, and they got, if I don't know if you saw it, Fiddy, they had J. Cole outside, a famous alumni, J. Cole, doing social media <sighs> stuff already with the, the announcement of Patino. That's what you got to do. Like, you got to do it, but it's not 1983 anymore. I have doubts about him, them and Georgetown ever being like back back. Mm. I think it, I think it's uh I think it's great. I think that he's going to do well there. I just don't know how long he's going to do well. We talked about in the fishbowl, uh, them possibly stealing that recruit from uh, Carolina, but uh, the top three player, his name escapes me. But um, I think that he's going to do well there. But it probably will be temporary. Well, that's yeah. that's the argument, right? It's the fact wherever Patino goes, they do win. They do get to the tournament, and they pretty much they capitalize almost to the 100 percentile that they could with him there like yeah. I, I mean iona reaching the tournament maybe making the cinderella sweet 16 run but i think you'll take any day of the week what he gave you at iona we'll see if it happens at st john's so walker you're telling me that rick patino excels at doing stuff in short bursts i am shocked yeah that's 100 percent. that's exactly <laughs> right we'll talk about it in just a moment Nada Edwards joining us in studio. Wesson Walker with plenty more conversation about college basketball coming up next on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Folks, don't go to sleep. This is the Weston Walker Show on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Nice little sleepy tune right there. I hope the folks in the car are able to stay alert. We are the mobile right now. <laughs> Out there on the roads, we got Nada Edwards in studio. I on College Basketball Podcast Producer. And Charlotte FC Major League Soccer is now in season, and the WFNC Jack Daniels Doghouse is open for business. The Doghouse doors will open up three hours before every home match, so stop by and get ready for kickoff with some of your favorite friends. Join us for the pregame and postgame parties at the Jack Daniels Doghouse. Come to, coming to you live from the Audi Charlotte studio and brought to you by Jack Daniels, Pepsi, and powered by the Garage Door Guru text line, only from Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fan. All right, so we're going to be continuing on uh, with the good college basketball talk. Sweet 16 is just around the corner, starting back up tomorrow. We got the great event uh, coming up tomorrow at... Carolina Ale House, Waverly location, 7 and 9. Come out, hang out with us, and watch the Sweet 16. Come hang out with us. We'll probably have on our polos and the things that we're supposed to wear and things of that so, nature. So, wait, question. Where was my invite? Where was my personal invite? To right now. We're personally you, you, inviting you right now. Did you listen? 
Did you listen to the the air? Like you're no, supposed no, no, to be no, listening no, to no, us. No, no, so no, I'm gonna flip it. I'm flipping it. I'm okay. flipping West, it. That's your man's hook. though. He's yeah. supposed to tell you. No, he's I'm, supposed I'm, to tell me. You're I'm supposed flipping to tell me well in advance. Uh, uh, all right, look. I'll, let me text you real quick. Hold on one second. Oh no 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 no! It's too late now. I might have something to do. Seven to nine p.m. Waverly location. I got. I have a midnight show. I have to run. So don't you free? Cool. Text text is in the air right now. You should be getting it soon. See, no. This is this is why you're such a bad friend. You see. This is exactly why you're such Goodness. a bad friend. Roast me. You come on here and roast me just like everybody else does. Look, I think that's three separate moments. I'm the man of the people. Mm-hmm. And I have to represent like I have to represent for my board ops. Fiddy know like Fiddy probably gets a whole bunch of unbegotten grief from you. And I have to come oh, don't never, you have to never ending. He's so demanding. Wow. And I get nothing in return, no compliments. I just get bullied, have to eat nasty ass milkshakes. <laughs> oh, true. not to mention he do. uh he doesn't pay you back for lunches. Oh yeah, I bought him, and you know, I took him to Bossies. Go ahead and talk talk about it. T- talk him about to, it, Fitty. Took three months. Talk about it, Fitty. Three three for, yeah, three months for him to even consider taking. He me hit back. him with the forgot my wallet deal. Uh huh. Oh wow. Yeah, I did. I oh, did wow. at Showmars, and and Fitty is the type of guy to never let you live it down. Yeah. But then what happened, Fitty? You gonna talk about the last exchange that we had as far as paying for somebody's meal? He Uh-oh. did the last two exchanges. Uh-oh. You did buy my food at when we were at the Big South tournament. That's correct. Fair. And then where where I brought we? you a whole bag of goodies oh, on yeah, you that did. one Friday. Yeah. Something Wes didn't do when he came back from the. You owe me like thirteen Snicker bars, by the way. I've been keeping count. But of I days. bought him two from the convenience area, two king size. Since we've been doing a show, two or three of. Them. What did you buy me the other day? Uh oh. <laughs> we were somewhere and you Uh-oh. covered me. Now I don't remember. Nada is the puppet master and he is moving all of the strings right now and he's getting exactly <laughs> what he wants. You have to learn how to combat that. We are here for your college basketball and ice sculpture takes. We are not here to be oh, run no. like so puppets. We, so wait, you get to bring up my dirty secrets and yes. my, my, my past. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to try and say, hold on, I'm the puppet master now. I can't get my get back? Wes, I can't can we, get my look back now? Can we get his Hornets takes too? Because we really should. Like, at least he did <laughs> used to host a Hornets podcast. Can you please ask him about All some right, Hornets? so let's talk about this topic real quick. Uh, we talked about this earlier, but uh, are the Hornets losing the right way? I saw you retweeted yeah. the Draymond Green deal talking about building bad habits and things like that. As far as the Hornets not building bad habits that will carry over to when they are at full strength and hopefully add Victor Wembanyama. Let's let's start this with <laughs> the fact that you do not want to be Houston. Houston is probably the Chernobyl of the NBA right now. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Like you don't want to be associated with it. You don't want to be near it. I mean, the from ownership on down, that place is rotten. No matter who you talk about, who who you talk to about the Houston Rockets, it is rotten down there. You don't want to be that. And what's the primary thing that goes on over there? They play guys just for the sake of playing guys, and no no good habits are built. It's one of the things that Cliff, Cliff has talked about all year, and it's one of the things I defend him on. It's why I'm I'm okay with not playing Book Knight. I'm it's why I'm okay with them playing V Mikhail Luke for as long as they have, because quite honestly, at this point, I would much rather them learn the right way and then it show up in the summer and show up in October. And as we've seen, there's a formula to this that the Hornets through two coaches have been right on. We've seen it with Cody Martin. We've seen it now with Jalen McDaniels. We've seen it with Devontae Graham. There's a pattern to all of this. This will work if you stick to this. And with Cliff, all he's doing is just implementing a few more of the details that are needed when it comes to this. Because otherwise, like you end up being Houston, and that's a well worse place than where we are with the Charlotte Hornets right now. 
Nada, when you talk about the Charlotte Hornets, I mean, I completely agree, especially we've talked about this before, man. Like Phoenix was the example I think we'd go to for a while before they traded for Chris Paul and everything flipped on its head. Exactly. That's the one. That's the one where, ironically, you get a grown up in there and tell them, hey, this yeah. is what you do. Like they Houston tried that with John Wall, which, again, not the <laughs> best application. And I love John Wall. <laughs> But you try that with guys that actually want to be there. And that's kind of what, like, the Charlotte... Charlotte's done something really, really well with... Granted, it's Kelly Oubre, but he went, like, what, two weeks before the trade deadline? He's like, yo, I want to stay here. I want to be here. That's not something usually that happens in Charlotte. Remember, the high-ticket high free agent ever is Gordon Hayward, and before that, it was Al Jefferson. Well, but but guys that do come here, though, right? Like, maybe you not if they are familiar with the outside and nothing else, but if they do come here, that's one thing that Charlotte has kind of had decently well. It's a solid locker room, man. I mean, as far as the guys enjoying one another, where you had all the grown-ups in the world when you had Kimba Walker, Al Jefferson for a moment, Marvin Williams, perhaps the, the best teammate of all time. You know, we can talk about that kind of thing. And then that transitions into LaMelo, Terry, these, you know, Gordon Hayward, where I'm not sure just how buddy buddy these guys are compared to that last core I talked about, yeah. but they are players that enjoy playing with one another on the court. Absolutely. Like, and, and so I think you do have a solid locker room. And so I, I wanted to give you, you know, more, more uh, clearance there. Uh, my last question, just real quickly before we get you out of here, because we're up against time. But one thing I enjoy talking about as much as any, I know you enjoy the hell out of it too. Michael Jordan as an owner, yeah. the turn the improvement, the development, the growth of Michael from his playing days and what mattered to him to what he is now and what matters to him. And we might see the franchise exchange hands from Michael to somebody like Gabe Plotkin. Who we don't know anything about. And and the things that we do are not great. Yes. And then also, also Rich Schnall, who was a minority owner and is a minority owner with the Hawks organization. Just your quick thoughts on when that news broke about Woj saying Michael could sell a majority stake in the team. Let's start this. This I, I want to start this. The on-court product, Jordan failed. Bar none. Mm -hmm. Like, he failed. There's there's no, like, dressing that up. There's no cologne you can put on that. He failed. However, when you start looking at the intentionality of what he did and where he placed everything, that part matters. He, took, he went where other billionaires in this town feared to tread, put stuff there, and he didn't do it because it was an agent going in a gentrified area. That part matters. When we talk about all of that, and then when we transition this into a summer where we don't know anything about way, what may go on. We don't know if Mitch is going to go on there. We don't know if Mitch is going to be gone. We don't know who's going to stay. And when Gavin Schnall is tired of Tony Wrestler's antics in Atlanta, it kind of gives you like this feeling of pause right now. I do think that we do need to appreciate the off-court stuff a lot more, especially when we start talking about voting initiatives, where those clinics are placed. And I really have to hit that home. Where they're placed is where is what matters here. I really just, like, the legacy of Michael Jordan is something that we will not understand and we will not, like, really cherish until five years down the line. That's some great stuff from Nada, by the way, Brian writing in. Can this man be a recurring guest for the three kings? Of course, we're going to leave that up to Nada, but we would mm. love to have him back as well. Yeah, man, it was great. I mean, you got anything? Yeah, no, as long as you're not no, trying no, to bring no. up ice sculptures anymore, I'm, I'm like, I think we're good. No, I think I think so. No, I think that's good. I think you just take us on out, man. Let's head out to the last hour, but we appreciate Nada. Follow him on Twitter at Nada the Scribe. Go listen to the Ion College Basketball Podcast with Matt Norlander as well as Gary Parrish. And then you got Nada behind the scenes making sure everybody is taken care of. We appreciate you, man.
Appreciate y'all. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. Like I said, great college basketball talk. Sweet 16 starting tomorrow, man. And we know that you'll be back with us to talk some more ball soon enough. But when we come back, we're going to talk Carolina Panthers again. And these three players were reportedly in the mix to be traded before they sent off DJ Moore. Which ones were they and which ones would you or which one would you have traded? That's coming up next on the Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.